This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we turn 300 and take a minute to reflect. Plus, Biz smells a mystery. Teresa was sick. And we talk to Kathy Geiswhite, the creator of Kathy. Woo! Ah, I was, uh... You almost forgot to woo. I, my 300 episodes in, <laughs> you almost forgot to woo. Forgot. That was like the first time that's ever happened. I know. I just, my brain went somewhere else. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Maybe uh, it's just that timer, like once you yeah. hit 300, eh, yeah. broken. <laughs> just, no yeah. more. No more. <laughs> done. That's it. You might notice somebody else is here to celebrate the 300th mm-hmm. episode with us because spring break it goes on, <laughs> carries on forever. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Katie Bell. Yay! Yay! It's me! Last day of spring break! <laughs> Katie Bell is taking a moment to give a shout-out. So would you please... I'd like to give a shout-out, a thank you, to Emily Ruth Carter, who recently I have received her donation of so much yarn, it will not fit my bag, my bag will not zip up, I'm planning on using all of it. I'm planning on doing... Breaking the Guinness World Record for the longest crochet chain. The record currently is 80.3 miles long. To beat it, I have to do 80.4, but I'm going 81 miles long. And how long is it currently? Currently, it is, I don't know, 150 feet or something right now. Okay. You you might think, hey, that's a lot, but it isn't. (laughs) I don't. It's not a lot. It's like... I'm not even close to a mile yet. No. No, not even close. Not Not, even remotely close. Not Um, even remotely close. Katie Bell, thank you for stopping by on your spring break. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye. It feels like one of those old-timey newsreels where it's like a little girl tries to make the world's longest crochet chain. People contributing all around the world to the chain. Right? Go, Katie Bell, go. Can she do it? Can she do it? It's a wonderful distraction from the turmoil that surrounds us every day. Teresa, how are you? So, I got the flu last week, and Jesse got it too. We got it at the same time. So, first, well, first of all, Oscar was home on spring break. Spring break. Yeah, and my mom thankfully was there to hang out for a few days because she was able to come down at that time and Oscar was going to be off. So she came down to kind of help and get some time with him. And so it was good that she was there because I honestly don't know what we would have done if she hadn't been there because Jesse and I were both just flat out. Like we couldn't even talk. I couldn't look at him. I couldn't talk to him. We couldn't do anything like we were just so ill yeah that part only lasted like 24 hours or so but then you know you're just so weak after that and I mean it was just it was really kind of hell and then (laughs) so thank god for my mom yeah but then as Jesse and I started feeling better my mom got ready to go my mom got it my mom got sick so my mom little thank you gift I know 
I felt so bad. And it was like the thing where like when Jesse and I were so sick and we're like, thank God my mom is here. And then we're like, I hope she doesn't get it, you know? And then of course she did. So that was just, I mean, it was like there was nothing for her to do but just stay in bed and not go home. But she had to like cancel work stuff and go back late. And I just felt so bad. And it's just like a continuation of just, I just feel like things just are never normal. Yeah. Like things stopped being normal like 300 episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, like even those non-normal times were like normal compared to this. Like I feel like even when Curtis was a newborn was normal compared to like lately in my life. Like I feel like somewhere around... A year ago, things suddenly just got on this, like... Turned to 11. Yeah, we got on a roller coaster. Yeah. Like a year ago. And we're just still riding this... (laughs) It's almost over. It's almost over. Ah! Yeah. Just, like, thinking we're going to get to, like, a point where it's done. And it just keeps rolling. Keeps rolling. But not in a, like, 1970s band sort of, let's just keep rolling. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be like that. I'm trying to be like, this is fine. Of course there's never more than one day at a time where everybody in my house is healthy and at the place where they're supposed to be that day. Like, I'm just, sure, sure, (laughs) sure, sure. Like, I know. It's awful. Yep. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's awful. No, it just I'm not whatever. gonna validate it. It's awful. Okay. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Tired, but not sick this time. So I'm That's good. very happy uh-huh. uh, that it's not me. <laughs> so here is my mystery. A lot of things I could talk about, but like <laughs> this is here's my mystery, guys. <laughs> so Kate Bell, it has to be like six months ago. She's, you know, coming out to go to school from her room. And she's, like, brushed her hair, and her hair is, like, back in a, you know, it doesn't even matter what style she's wearing her hair. But, like, at the top of her head, sort of, like, where her part kind of begins, like, where a cowlick might be or something. Like, the crown of her I head? I guess, like, sort of the crown to, to the side. Yeah. yeah, anyway, up there. Yeah. Right on top. Little to the left of alfalfa. Okay. There's, like... A small chunk of hair that has been cut off. Uh-huh. And, and it, so it's it's definitely shorter. Yeah. And I say, hey, Kate Bell, did, oh, yeah. and I had seen some hair in the trash can. Uh-huh. So I say, Kate Bell, did you, did you cut your hair? And she, you know, did the, like, initial no, and then yeah. the, like, okay, yes. Yeah. And she, like, it was a ponytail holder that had gotten caught, so oh, she cut it out. Oh, okay. I was like, all right. You know, not a big deal. You know, just next time come to me yeah. and I'll, I'll help you get it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Three months later, I'm like, Gabriel, that hair doesn't seem like any longer. Uh-huh. Did you did you cut it again? And she was like, <laughs> well, yes, because I know it doesn't sound like there's a mystery happening, but it sounds remember. like I know what's happening. Okay. So then she's like, well, it was just sticking out. It was getting really weird. So I yeah. cut it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. We'll figure out a way to cover. We can brush your hair to the other side. There's like lots of stuff we can do. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Three months later. To now. She like walks out of her room today. Yeah. And it's like, it's about an, like maybe half an inch to like a three quarter inch long, but it seems to have stayed at that length. Yeah. 
way longer than it should. I mean, yeah. it's sticking straight up out right. of the back of her head. And I was like, yeah. Katie Bell, that should be longer yeah. by now. I swear I'm not cutting it. You yeah. just check my trash can, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I'm just like, why is that hair not getting yeah. longer? Yeah. It just seems that to part be, of her head doesn't grow very just, fast. Stop. I just was like, it's supposed to be like half an inch a month. They say like I so that was shaved three the side of ago. my head. Yeah, so I so understand you know how like, long it where takes. it should be. Yeah, but this looks like interesting. Boink. I mean, yeah. like full on. Yeah, and she's swear she's not doing yeah. that. And I was like, well, what's happening? Mm. And she was like. Maybe somebody else is doing it. Right. And I was like, Yeah. Well, that's what Grace always says yeah, when there's maybe somebody, something that she's she said, doing that she, <laughs> she said, oh, You can check my that. trash can. Yeah. And I was like, Katie Bell, I'm not going to check your yeah. trash can because I'm sure you're hoarding the hair somewhere yeah. else. Obviously, like, no, you got rid of it some other way. Yeah. yeah. I know. So yeah. that's great. Uh-huh. This will be interesting. Let's let's let's, let's ride this thing out. It's like the roller coaster. Yeah, let's, let's see where say, this is going. The longer her crochet <laughs> chain gets, the shorter this one patch of hair gets. It just, you know, it changes, but it doesn't change. Amazing. Uh, which I think ties in nicely mm-hmm. to what we're going to talk about today, which is a celebration of our 300th episode. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yeah. I know that I should be like, 300th episode! I know. But I- I feel like I actually say it more like, is there a 300th episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a lot I of shit. I do feel proud. I am very right? proud. I mean, we that's a lot of episodes that we put out. Yeah. And we there have been no mass breaks or anything. No. We have consistently. Making, if there were mass breaks, we wouldn't be up to 300. No. I mean, like 300, right. that's a lot of shows. It's a lot of us talking about stuff. Yeah, it is. So I thought... You're welcome, guys. Yeah, just like I thought by the time I hit 300, that would be a celebration. Uh By the time I got this far into parenting, I I wouldn't be as tired. Uh, tired. So I I thought I would start with taking us back to when we were first talking, when I first came to you, and I was like, this is a show. Yeah, yeah. Do I do it? Yeah. And I remember us being a little like... Like, we came up with, like, maybe 20 topics that yeah. we could talk about. Like, oh, obviously, yeah. we're going to talk about. And and yeah. I also should say, at that time, we were way less haggard and broken. We were yeah. like, you were, ha- we thought we were haggard we and thought, broken. We but thought we were. Yeah. So, there are so many levels of haggard and broken. Yeah. Though. Like, I want to acknowledge that yeah. we, were we were haggard, haggard and, broken and broken to ourselves yes. at that time. <laughs> and Just... didn't think you could add it. Sort of like, once you step on the nail... That hurts enough. It does. But it's then so the true. nail can just keep it can going. Keep going. It is, it can, yes. And then it can just sort of get lost and fester in yeah. parenting. So Then you just kind of get used the, to it being there. <laughs> dull sensation. And someone's like, you should probably pull that out. And you're like, really? Yeah. Uh, whatever. So I, <laughs> one thing I can clearly point out is how positive we've gotten about parenting. <laughs> you only had one child. Yeah, and I only had you. one child. Yeah. 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 That was it. 
Yep. And that was hard. And they were little. They were little. They were real she little. She was like three, three. They were three and one. Three and one. Yeah. yeah they were yeah. little. Yeah. They were cute. They were. They were so cute. They were cute. And so we came up with like 20 topic ideas. Mm-hmm. And they were very easy because at the time we were like right in the throes of year and three years. A lot was to talk about. Yeah. But then I was kind of like, do you think we'll run out of stuff to yeah. talk like this was a legitimate question yeah. we asked each other like all right yeah. well how long would we want to do the show yeah how long could we do the show yeah you know like are, are we gonna run out yeah. of things to think about and now here we are 300 yeah. episodes in i want to think back on that what i mean did you think we would what were, what do you I, think i feel like i just vaguely felt like it would be one or two years i do too right i thought one or two years yeah me too yeah. I thought that's probably as much as I can commit we'll to. Out, like, I felt like we'd probably run out of topics after the first year. And then the second year, might, who knows what would happen. But I could, I could like, envision that yeah. far out. But I couldn't envision past that point. Well, because there wasn't. I mean, there were podcasts yeah. out. But they're, it's not like it is now. No. And there definitely wasn't a lot about parenting that was going the direction we were going in. Right. And I just thought, no one's going to... Like, who's going to want to hear this Uh for very long, right? And, like, yeah, I'm with you. I just was, like, two years. I mean, it's just a thing. Yeah. We're just doing a fun thing. We're trying a thing. Trying a thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'll probably go back to executive assisting in two years, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I really thought we'd run out of stuff to talk about. But I've been amazed that having children continues to bring up issues that I need to deal with. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I think we kind of, we talked about, like, the topics in quotes, you know? Breastfeeding. Sleep training yeah i mean like mom on mom yeah war. mommy war <laughs> mommy mom war. on mom, mom war. On thank mom you war. for that because that's what we'll call it from we're gonna now call it from now on mom, mom on mom, mom. War. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. but yeah like i feel like one thing we never get tired of like one like once we kind of like realized we were talking about what was going on with right. us like our journey doesn't end Mm-mm. so it just keeps going so obviously there's going to be more sadly like, we never sadly yeah, it like, didn't just oh this yeah. is how it'll be from like, now on did we kind of think we'd arrive at some point like we would like get cover the topics and yeah. then here we are yeah. we understand how to be parents now we're now parents. we're parents now we're for pa- real for for real. Yeah. And yeah, I do think that maybe just like all the illusions that I had yeah. and still have yeah. about my parenting self-identity journey. Yeah. They always are more optimistic than like it's it's sort of like, well, once they're five, yeah. it's all better. Yeah. Like I yeah. what's the what's the thing we always say where it's like, I felt like things were turning. I felt yeah. like I could feel yeah. the shift. Yeah. And then, you know, it the, is a shift. It's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a shift. Yeah, sure. that, that wave is yeah. either a warm, pleasant wave or it's full of sharks. Yeah. And recyclable. Things are moving around. <laughs> Things are gonna be different. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be in different places. Yeah. And then they're gonna be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I someone's I, gonna be crying one way or another. <laughs> probably me. Yeah. I'm not sure I thought like once we hit the big topics, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I know that you and I both went into this being like, 
Like, the whole point was we weren't doing things the same. Yeah. And yet we were still okay yeah. and friends. And it was like, oh, yeah. because of the mom-on-mom activity <laughs> that was happening in our society at that point in time, I wanted to show, <laughs> I wanted to show that that we can, right, we but can that talk dynamic about this is not real. Right. Yeah. So we're going to try and hit yeah. all the big ones. And But yeah. I don't think that I realized that after those big ones, that same thread of we're really focusing on how parenting affects us yeah. versus focusing on the kids. Yeah. And I will admit that over these six years, I really have a hard time with that sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll get through with an episode and I'll be like... Did I talk too much about the kids? Like, did I yeah. focus too much on, like, yeah. them in a way that's, yeah. that's not what my goal was? Oh, totally. You know? And, know. like, I feel I want to actually kind of talk a little bit about that. Because yeah. that's something that, like, when we started, they were three and one. Yeah. And even though we had more kids, they were, like, little. Totally. And they're sort of, like, I don't want to be weird, but they're like kind of anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> They are, yeah. You know, you can be like, oh, babies, they they do this and this and this. Well, and also, I feel like within reason, once we get older, we kind of all know that we were once babies and did whatever we did at that time. Right. Like, there's less attachment to, like who we were at that time and choices that yeah. we made or the personality developing yeah. or whatever. I'm assuming my kids will have some forgiveness once <laughs> right. we get older around me talking about stuff they did when they were 14 months old or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And then there was like this day where our oldest yeah. were older. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I, We've both come to each other at different times being like, we can't keep doing the show. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, I don't know what to talk about because everything I want to talk about is deeply personal to To my child. To one child. Yeah, to this one child. Even though it's my experience, I can't share my experience without it feeling like it's crossing a line. It's like a violation of their privacy. Right, right. Yeah. That's something I feel like it used to be my goal was make sure I'm coming in and we're not talking like we're friends and it's an inside joke and, you know, yeah. make sure we understand, like, how everybody's coming from different experiences. Yeah. Like, that was, like, really important. Yeah. Uh, the How we were thinking about tackling topics and talking. Yeah. That's still part of it. But there was also a shift to how do I talk about stuff? Yeah. Without it. Yeah. Yeah. Without and it. that's, I think, I feel like we have never come up with, like, no. a rule or a policy or like anything that's really helped us other than we just like figure it out as we go yeah but like one thing I feel like that has helped is we never we never started out thinking we wanted to like tell a funny story about a cute thing that our kid did. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's never been that. Yeah. It's kind of always been us just dealing with feeling shitty yeah. about stuff. <laughs> and so, like, right. at its core, like, that's helped me because at its that's core, a good point. I'm able to, like, how can I refocus whatever is going on to focus on why I feel shitty about something, which that, yeah. it always works. Yeah, <laughs> always yeah. Works. <laughs> Because I'll be like, that's a really good point. Because I think there are times where I'm like, oh, my kids did this adorable yeah. thing today. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm definitely not sure. No one wants to hear about the adorable yeah. thing, my kid. Yeah. Because everybody's. I mean, some, like, I mean, look, I know. Katie Bell's making a crochet chain. It's cute. It's adorable. Like, it's fun. But, to, these little tidbits. Yeah. But, like, that's not what we're that's here for. That's not what for. the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what we're here for. 
care for, people. You can get cute 24 hours a day. have your own little cute things yeah. happening in your house. Yes. Right. Has there been, like, people, I guess, always ask when we do, like, interviews and stuff, people are like, what have you learned from the show? And it's a valid yeah. question. I'm just being an asshole. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> That's feel, just how all journalists talk. It's just how all journalists talk. <sighs> Welcome to Bitch Magazine. I'd like to know. That's not, you know, anyway, that was a highlight, though, when we were in Bitch that Magazine. That was a highlight. Guys, that yeah. was, of my 300 episodes for me, yeah. I felt like. That was cool. Being in Bitch Magazine and Family Circle, I felt like I had hit some Which sort of like. Which was the one where we <laughs> shared the page with Beyonce? Oh, that that was Parents that was, Magazine. I made it in Parents Magazine. I, I think was like, it was yeah, yeah. There's like a page that's just like a whole picture of Beyonce, and, and then, then there's a real <laughs> write up about us on that same page. Goals. Yes, but I actually was like, you know, Teresa and I don't tend to go back and ever listen to past shows. No, just so you guys yeah. know, Teresa, why don't you go back and listen to old shows? Oh God, pain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even like, I mean, my family has gone through a lot of changes since we first started, not least of which being like our child, our first child is not the gender that we thought she was at the time. But like, that's not (laughs) even it. it. (laughs) It's like, it's really more just dealing with the pain of my own growth as like a huge, like, I I wish I had a different word for that. No, I think that's perfect. The pain of who I was before. Like, I, I'm totally okay with who I was before. I forgive myself for right. being who I was. And, like, I, I'm i okay with the path that yeah. I have, you know, that I have been on. And I'm okay with my progress as it has been. Yeah. But revisiting that place of being is really, the idea of that yeah. is very painful to me. That actually is completely beautiful oh. in its description because it does kind of fall into that mantra of yours that I cling to as tightly as I can which is you you we make the best choices at that moment yes we make the best choices that we can in that moment yes doesn't mean you come up with a better choice later and then you make that choice right yeah. but like I think you're right I think that's it I, the idea that growth is good but that growth part of that growth is so many like challenges and mistakes yeah. or just things and mistakes is the wrong word i think it's just we have to give ourselves the opportunity and right to grow and change our opinions and change how we approach things and how we you know see things and, like that is the thing that always makes me crazy when like people out in the world are like that person used to think this <laughs> right. and, and now they think this they're only thinking this to get you to like them and i'm like or they grew as a person yeah. right because they've been around for 80 years yeah. right like that could also be it yeah. right like when i was doing our bonus show mm-hmm. for this year i went back and heard a couple of things and mm-hmm. i was like oh smugness oh yeah. oh the this is going to get yep. easier. Or, yeah. oh, yeah, two's not going to be a problem. Or, yeah. oh, I love babies. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I would want to re-listen to them. That said, there are things we have talked about that didn't, we talked a lot recently about how, oh, wouldn't it have been nice if all the stuff we talked about once we talked about it, it just got like wrapped up neatly yes. in a beautiful little box, and yeah. then it was it was done. It was done, right? Yeah. Sometimes they've just evolved, like mm-hmm. you said. Sometimes things just moved around. 
So I was thinking about some of like the things that we've tackled and like the one that I still think we should come back and revisit, but I don't know if we can because of just where we are now is the show when we did Baby Daddy Resentment. And I feel like what we dealt with in that show Mm -hmm. was a lot of the sort of resentment that can come up around new babies or children just arriving in your house Mm -hmm. and like the roles that happen and not letting dads have a chance to fail and like how it can feel like they're flossing their teeth you know at you you. right like all this stuff and that was really helpful at that time yeah but like now that time has passed it's not fresh and new anymore to tackle right right? like now there's layers and and there's roles that fell into place and there's new commitments and new you're right right about that yeah and think about that but yeah the layers are really interesting like it's sort of like which area do you want to talk about like which which layer which like leaf on which tree branch yeah (laughs) you know yeah falling off from the you know I mean it's just a lot it's a lot and like the mantra of I didn't marry an asshole still holds true yeah it's just that like I'm really sad that, like, all that resentment stuff that we worked on a million mm-hmm. years ago didn't just, mm-hmm. like, take care of itself. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. so that was one that I was like, I'm really glad we talked about that mm-hmm. because I wasn't finding that somewhere else. Yes, I agree. You know? And we can probably talk about it again. <laughs> right? Sure. Someday? When Stefan's out of town. I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> What is this hearing? I also, for me, over 300 episodes became like, like really realized the value of mental health Mm. and like our mental health as parents. Yeah. That like why we continue to put ourselves forth, you know, when it comes to like taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. is so Fucked up. We all still do it. I mean, I certainly, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, and so everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a really weird cycle that we keep falling into. Mm-hmm. And I just now I'm like, everybody, you think you need some therapy? Go get it. Yeah. You think you need more than that? Yeah. Go get it. You yeah. Know? Like, it's a game changer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, like how so many of us can like, be fine. Yeah. Because fine. we can. Yeah. Yes. Because that's actually kind of an amazing thing about parents. Like yeah. we're in survival mode to care for our young. Yeah. It's like very <laughs> biological. And like it's kind of amazing what we can do. Yeah. But there's a next step that you can get to where you can go like, oh, but I don't have to do it this way. Like, yes. I keep imagining it. This is my latest yeah. metaphor. Yeah. And that is, it's like running a race mm-hmm. with a broken foot. Yeah. You can still you can run that still race. still run the race. But yeah. how much nicer would it yeah. be to run the race <laughs> with both of your feet well? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Right? Like, yes. What? Who told you you had to run that race yeah. with that broken foot? Yeah. Who told you that? Yeah. That's and really whoever good. told you that? I like that. Fucking tell them to shut their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> They are not yeah. your friend. Or you can just tell them, yeah, I totally could finish this race. Yeah. With a broken foot. But I've chosen. Because I'm amazing. Yeah. But I've chosen. But, I've, but I'm not going to because yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
want us to derail too much, but yeah. I, just listening to you right there reminded me of like, I think like the greatest thing about having done this show is A, we have to come in and talk about stuff every week. Yeah. And that is a, that makes a huge difference mm -hmm. uh, in my life, as well as hearing people fail and people succeed and the rants, normalizing stuff. But also just how disconnected I was with the like, you know, Teresa's always like, oh, you know, well, chemically it's this or, you know, no. scientifically there's that biologically this is happening. And I was always like, <laughs> I'm a scientist, guys. Yeah, you're a scientist on the, on the side. This is always Dr. A science Teresa show. Thorne. <laughs> well, I've always just been like, it's all emotion driven. Yeah. It's all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how... How actually beneficial the fact that we look at things differently yeah. has been to me. Yeah, no, it's been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to like, I think like what spawned this idea for me to like for us to talk about this stuff was Ellis still isn't swimming. He doesn't know uh how -huh. to swim and he's still like terrified of getting his head wet. Okay. And like we wash his hair like once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean. Uh, Good it, job. And it's a. Always a nightmare. Yeah. And we've tried the goggles and I got like earplugs, mm -hmm. you know, none of this stuff was working. And so I just went out into the world and I just put out there, you know, helping a child overcome swimming fear. Yeah. Right. And it took me to, to this like message board. And the first like four entries, you know, somebody said the same thing. My yeah. kid hates getting their head wet. Yeah. And it, they're these like, real. oh, yeah, my kid was the same way. We tried this and we tried this. And they were all like helpful and nice. Mm -hmm. And then, then comes oh, no. oh, God. the following. Okay. And by the way, I'd just like to say, this is not the one bad mother message board, which I, can, I should we'll have be been over to too, right yeah. away. Yeah. So one person responds, hire a swimming instructor for an hour. Seriously, kids respond to teachers better than they do their parents. Your children should know how to swim well enough to turn in the deep water and swim to the edge of the pool where they could hold on. Pool drownings are the number one cause of <gasps> death for children under six and 100% preventable please get your children swimming before the end of summer then Whoa. then Whoa. there are several other oh 100 of number one cause of death in children under six in florida what? year round and then somebody else says six and four are actually late for learning basic swimming techniques oh that God. may save their lives both of my kids could doggy paddle to the side of the pool by three and i really oh. this just oh my god brought me full circle yeah. To the show. To why we have this show. To why we show. have this show. Yeah, I forget that those things even exist because yes. I avoid them like the plague. But they're there. Yeah. They're still happening. That this... still exists in the world, and it's horrible. Doing this show reminded yeah. me that I don't have to go to those places. Yeah. That I don't have to take any random bullshit advice that yeah. somebody that I didn't ask for. Yeah. That I don't have to read parenting articles that are going to make me feel bad, that I don't have to go yeah. places that are going to make me feel bad, yeah. that, you know, they're not doing it at me. I'm not doing it at them. And like, just that that is out there. Yeah. And it's that so is not sad. helpful. Yeah. It's because you can't ask. So then you're put in a position of saying, well, I can't ask for help. I can't post yeah. and even, or I can't even tell someone that I'm having this problem. Right. Or I can't even bring my child to the pool because people will be upset or look at me weird yeah. because the child is not. I mean, it's really 
debilitating. I mean, it's like it's it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, it really has a horrible. It goes back to that whole my kids were both swimming by the time yeah. they were three, and I'm like, well, yeah. that's your. Kids. Yeah, that's not helpful. That, yeah. it, that's not what the question was. <laughs> that wasn't the question. Yeah. It wasn't the question. Yeah. That's never the question, no. guys. Yeah. It's and never. And this isn't a question for you. If yeah. your kids <laughs> were swimming and had no problem, then this is not for yeah. you. Yeah. Why yeah. are you here? I'm not coming to you for help. Yeah. Yeah. Stop terrifying me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's not like this parent doesn't know. Right. What drowning is? Yeah, that's why we're asking. I mean, the, the, I in part, that's yes. why we're asking for help. That is this. why I'm asking for yes. help. I don't want my I child. I don't want my child to drown. But they have this thing that I need to overcome, and I accept that I'm not alone in the world. There must be other children oh who are terrified God. of going underwater. It's so it's so. I know. It's I so it. fucked yeah. up. It leads to mom on mom action. It does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Pact, an eco-friendly clothing company. Pact makes super soft, 100% organic cotton clothing for kids ages newborn to 12. Everything is fairly priced. For example, t-shirts are just $6. And Pact wants kids to love their stuff. So all their clothes are super soft and tagless with fun colors that allow kids to mix and match and make parent-approved outfits. (laughs) Pact also makes clothes in adult sizes, too. So, shop head-to-toe goodness for the whole family at wearpacked.com. Use code ONEBADMOTHER to get 20% off your first purchase. That's W-E-A-R-P-A-C-T dot com and the code ONEBADMOTHER. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Well, Curtis has been going to preschool now for about two and a half weeks, not counting the week that he was homesick. (laughs) Um, And he loves his preschool. I've been so happy with it. He just is always happy to go. This morning was the first day that he really cried when I dropped him off. And it was like, so weird because he actually ran in the front door mm. of the school because he was so excited to go to school and ha- he had been excited all morning. But then as soon as I was like kind of passing him off to his teacher, he just immediately lost it. And Oof. we just haven't done that yet. And I've been knowing that it would happen at some point or other. Sure. But today was that day. And so I just felt I deserved a genius moment for going through that and yes. just letting him know I love you and just walking away and knowing he would be okay and just knowing that I did a great job picking that school for him yeah. and knowing he's still going to have a good day and they're going to care for him really well and just 
being able to move on and do what I need to do today. That yeah. is a remarkably genius moment. Thank you. Yeah. That's job. why I appreciate being able to say it here. Because yeah. I know I'm going to get the response that yeah, I need, which is need. just a good job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good job. Yeah. I took Katie Bell's uh, never-ending spring break. I took her to see Captain Marvel. Like, we actually made a plan oh, for a day as opposed to me just being like, oh, watch television. Yeah. We went and saw Captain Marvel, which is something I've wanted to see. Yes. And I took her, and it was Awesome. So good. It was so much fun, guys. It was really fun. And I said, are you ready to woo with your mama? You know, and there was like no one else in the theater because it was like an 11 o'clock show. And so we were like, whoa, yeah, do it. Yes, did you see that? Right? (laughs) So much fun. That's so fun. Good job. Thank you. Hi. I have my very first genius. I have a 19-month-old beautiful very independent and opinionated Penny. She is with me right now. She is excited we're making a call. And I was doing dinner with her by myself tonight. And she asked for yogurt. And I said, you want the yogurt that you squeeze? And she goes, yeah. So when I came back with the squeezed yogurt, she drew a fit because it wasn't the kind with a spoon. So I took it back into the kitchen and I brought out a special spoon yogurt that was actually just the squeeze yogurt in a bowl that she got to eat with the spoon. But she doesn't know because she's a baby. Isn't that right? Yeah. You are doing a really good job. And thank you so much. Can you say thank you? Thank you. <laughs> I... Uh... So cute. I love this call. Yeah. I'm just like, get <laughs> your baby. Yeah. I like that she's like, I you know, solve this problem. Yeah. And isn't it funny that we can trick our children? Yeah. And she does it the whole thing. Yeah. Talking to the baby. Yeah. And it just brings me yeah. some joy. It's so delightful. You are doing yeah. such a good job. Nailing it. You are nailing it. Failures. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. I mean, there were just a lot of like there. It just felt like a fa- like yeah. it felt. It feels like a fail when you are so weak that you can't help any of your three kids yeah. get ready for bed or get ready for school in the morning. Like that's way too much work for my mom. Like for my yeah. for one person anyway, and. I just, it was just painful. Like, the whole yeah. thing was just so painful. It also just, like, reminded me that we're, like, not supposed to do this alone. Like, we're not yeah. supposed to live far away from family who can help. We're not supposed to do it without, like, an intricate support system of people who, like, know what your kids, yeah. know your kids and, like, can come in and out of your house. And, like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it just made me feel like something was fundamentally broken <laughs> about the way that we're living our lives. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah, that's all. Oh, well, you suck. Yeah. You suck for not... For letting society yeah. deem this is how we're supposed to live. Y'all responsible for it. And getting the flu. Oh, you got the flu. That is your fault. It was Jesse's turn to have the flu. So this weekend, it was a really nice weekend. And now that I am becoming a person a little bit more, thanks to mental health. Yes. <laughs> uh, Yay. I've been like, let's go. And, and 
and the kids are shifting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, and so we decided to go on a hike to this like waterfall that's nearby and it's an easy shaded hike. I mean, it's still like a three mile hike round trip. And we went and like on the good side of this, Ellis was great. Like, I mean, he was running and having fun. But before we went, he was like, I don't want to go. And so to convince him to go, I said, why don't you wear your Wild Kratz vest, creature power suit? Because Mm -hmm. we had been at a, like, you know, school carnival. And for, like, five tickets, he got, like, all the Wild Kratz gear, guys. It was amazing. So you can bring your power discs, and we'll go out. And he was like, yeah. So we get in the car, and we're halfway there, and he realizes he doesn't have the power suit, and we definitely don't have the power suit, but I make a decision. We're not turning around, even though we're so close. But we're not turning around. He's getting upset. We're trying to figure out a way to solve the problem. I can't figure out a way because I'm a failure. Katie Bell solves the problem by saying, what if we pretend we're Wildcrats who lost their yeah. power suits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, we've got to use the yeah. stuff we've learned from yeah. creature discs out in the woods. And he was like, absolutely. Oh, and, but it was that's great. But if it hadn't been for Katie Bell, yeah. I mean, he was you were, screaming you were, yeah. the entire way yeah. up the yeah. thing. And yeah. all because I just was like, yeah. why didn't I just put it in the fucking bag? I know. Ugh. Sorry. Yeah. You suck. I do. Hi, one bad mother. I'm calling with a fail of epic proportions. My husband and I are going out of town this weekend, and we are supposed to leave as soon as he gets home from work, which he was going to try and leave early, but he got pulled into a meeting late, so we're leaving late. Anyway, we needed a cat sitter to come feed our cats that for some reason need prescription cat food and have to be fed once a day. So we have someone coming to our house to feed our cats tomorrow, and I gave her my garage door opener to get into the house, and I thought, oh, sometimes my garage door opener doesn't work, so I'll give her my house key, too. I think you can see where this is going. (laughs) But my husband was supposed to get off work early, and I was supposed to pick up our daughter from daycare, who is, by the way, 10 and a half months old, and we were supposed to get home around the same time, so it was going to be great. It was going to be perfect timing. Of course, it's not perfect. We got four to six inches of snow today. We did not shovel our driveway. (laughs) I pick up our daughter from daycare. My husband lets me know that he's still in his meeting that did not let out early. And uh, pull into my driveway at the pre-scheduled time and park in the driveway because I remember I don't have my garage door opener. And then get my daughter in her car seat and I start carrying it up to my front door. And then I remember that, oh, shit, I gave the cat sitter my house key. So not only can I not get into my house, but I can't finish packing for when we leave, for when my husband gets home late. So that's my fail, that I'm stuck in my car with snow all over the ground with a a ten-and-a-half-month-old baby. Um, But I'm doing a great job, (laughs) kind of. Well, if my husband hadn't gotten off work late, I'd be doing an awesome job. Ah, life. You guys are doing a great job, too. Love your show. Bye. I like the passing of the buck there at the end a little. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shared fail. It's a shared fail. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 
That was epic. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. That is. What time do you think they ended up leaving that night? Nine like, o'clock. Yeah, nine at o'clock, night. right? Nine yeah, o'clock. And no one right. was like in a no. Mood. No one was excited. There to go was on a the mood trip at that point. <laughs> yeah, was it the mood that we started with in the morning? <laughs> wow. Well, you're doing an awful job. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Ah. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Mathnasium. The way each child learns is unique, especially in subjects like math. You can help them excel with Mathnasium. Whether you've got a kid who's struggling with math or you've got a kid who is like, I love math and need more challenges. (laughs) You may be a parent like me who's like, I can't explain new math to you. This is very hard. And I am too tired to write another like word problem around fractions. I don't remember it. Mathnasium is there to meet all those needs. You can either do a series of classes or they also have like drop-in homework help where you're just like, ah, you run and throw your child at them. (laughs) Mathnasium gives kids confidence in math and confidence for life. You can learn more today by going to mathnasium.com slash OBM or call 855-354-MATH. That's mathnasium.com slash OBM or call 855-354-MATH. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. (music) Teresa. Yes. This week, we are talking to Kathy Geiswhite, who is the creator of the Kathy comic strip, which ran in nearly 1,400 newspapers for 34 years. The trip earned her the National Cartoonist Society Rubin Award in 1992, an Emmy Award for the Outstanding Animated Program for the TV special Kathy in 1987, and the high honor of having her work displayed, and this is so true, on the fronts of refrigerators across the land, (laughs) including mine. She now lives in California with her handsome and charming dog, Leo. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. But you should know that I'm not with my handsome and charming dog, Leo, right now. I'm standing in the spare bedroom of my mother's house in Sarasota, Florida, where I wrote at least half the book. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, so in that case, who's in your house right now? Mom is up there. (laughs) Mom is upstairs taking a nap. And before we started talking, I ran up. And I said, Mom, then I had to say it 12 times because she can't really hear well. She's 97 now. In the book, she's a mere 90 years old, but now she's 97. (laughs) I said, Mom, please don't come downstairs for the next half hour because I'm in a very important podcast. (laughs) Mom goes, what's a podcast? Right. (laughs) Right. My parents still call it a blog. So it's fine. (laughs) I love it. 
Well, I want to get into lots of different stuff, but you most recently have come out with a memoir, 50 Things That Aren't My Fault, which is such a remarkable collection of stories. And I wanted to start with what's the meaning behind that that title? Because women take responsibility for everything and everyone on the planet. And it makes it winds up making us feel responsible for everyone and everything. And as time has gone on, and as I've, got, we've, I've reached a certain age, I'm just saying it's like enough. It's time for us to step back, take a breath, and start declaring those things which are not our fault so that we can live <laughs> yes. out the rest of our days with some reduction of guilt. I was going to say lack of guilt, but I'm just going to say reduction of guilt. <laughs> no, that is... A hundred percent true. We delve, we delve into this uh, occasionally, and it was so funny. I was actually I had a friend over last night, who I said, "What are you What are you doing now? What's going on?" And she was like, "I've just committed this entire year to therapy." And I was like, "I love you." <laughs> and she because she was like, you know, between my guilt responsibility for my mom who's constantly sick, or my responsibility for her mom, like, she like she had found herself in this place where. She could never commit to what she wanted to do for herself because she felt she was expected to be on call at a moment's notice for all these other people in her life. And I just looked at her and I was like, you are uh, my hero right now. That is <laughs> remarkable. And I, it's true. We do do this. Well, I call it the, they called it the sandwich generation. Yeah. And when I quit the strip, I was actually looking forward to being the loving, loving, benevolent guide to generations on each side of me, you know, sharing my wisdom, <laughs> spending happy time. Nobody listens. Nobody wants my benevolent guidance. Mm-hmm. My parents, so I'm, it's not the sandwich generation. I'm squashed. I call it the panini generation. Mm-hmm. I'm squashed between parents, belligerent parents who won't listen to me, my belligerent daughter, what was I thinking? A 19-year-old does not want wisdom. And squashed in between them is my own aging body, which is certainly not listening to me. And um, and I'm, this awareness that I'm running out of time to do all the things mm. in life that I wanted to do. You know, all the time that I've spent that I've saved by owning my smartphone. I now spend searching for my smartphone, right. searching for my glasses, you know, so I can read what's on the smartphone. Time is ticking by, and your, your friend is right. There's no time to do all the things that are left to do. It's frustrating. Yeah, no, it is. It is frustrating. We need to get a handle on that <laughs> right away. Well, and, the, and you talked about the guilt. I mean, the guilt has spun out of control yeah. in Across the board, it's not just parent guilt and yeah. kid guilt. It's food guilt. You know, we used remember when we used to eat a muffin, healthy muffin, brand muffin, and have cal- little calorie guilt. Now you've got the calorie guilt, carbohydrate guilt, fat guilt, gluten <laughs> guilt, non-organic blueberry <laughs> guilt, um, manufacturing process pollution guilt, non-biodegradable wrapper guilt. <laughs> I of course have you know I've got Netflix guilt. Yeah, I can't. I can no longer go to a dinner party. Because I'm 8,000 episodes behind on everything, and I have no idea what anybody's talking about anymore. I have meditation guilt now, too, because I know that I'm supposed to be spending, you know, quality time detaching from the stresses and and, uh, the negativity and declaring, you know, noticing the beautifulness of now. Yeah. But so many times it's just so much more efficient to skip all the self 
life affirming affirmations and just shut my eyes in the shower. <laughs> this ties in so nicely to me wanting to talk about the Kathy cartoon. <laughs> Because that is like the true spirit of Kathy right there. I I, want to go back to the, you were 26 when Kathy was first published in 1976. And I guess I want to know what it was like being a woman cartoonist during that time, not just as a woman cartoonist amongst, you know, which is, ugh, I hate that we even have to say woman cartoonist compared to all the males. I know. But <laughs> I know. One day, one, one day, day we won't have to use that adjective, right? Exactly. And, and as well as sort of the things that you were tackling with Kathy during a time when, you know, we were like the feminist revolution was really kicking into high gear. And, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, you know, in 50 Things That Aren't My Fault, I talk about exactly that yeah. time where I was in 1976. I was right between two Bettys. I'm always between yeah. something. <laughs> At that time, I was between two Bettys, the Betty Crocker of my youth, my role model, and the Betty Friedan of my future, my other role model. Yeah. So I gained about 40 pounds on one Betty's chocolate fudge layer cake mix <laughs> while I was reading the other Betty's feminine mystique. Yeah. And... <laughs> A lot of us were. A lot of us found ourselves, we also, the guys we dated at that time, like us, they all grew up in households where the TV show was called Father Knows Best. That was the TV show of the time. If you can even comprehend that, a show called Father Knows Best. Oh, I know. But that was the mentality. And it's, it's so hard to, it's hard to remember even now that we were, men and women were fighting about whether or not a woman should be allowed to have a job. People broke up over the wrong person trying to pay for dinner. You know, it was like a it was a crazy time. And a lot of that in-betweenness, I'll say, because there wasn't really a, there wasn't a comfortable spot in the middle. You had to be either on a very strong feminist or you were a very strong traditionalist. And there wasn't a lot of wiggle room in the middle. Right. So I expressed what a lot of us felt kind of stuck in the middle where we tended to think with our hearts instead of our brains a lot of the time where we were, we'd practice the big speech in the bathroom and then delivered it to the box of frozen Girl Scout cookies, not to the, yeah. you know, not to the boss <laughs> like that. A lot of the strip came, the strip started like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, those were, those insecurities and those different messages you know, were a, a huge part of the strip, but so was the your relationships, in particular with your mother. There's the story, uh, Driving Lessons, and it's not a, a long, it's only seven pages, and it tells this, like, beautiful story, though, of your relationship that you have with your, your mother and your daughter. You portray, like, that the difficulty of that change that happens in our relationships. And I, I guess, could you... Talk a little bit about that piece. That, you know, that begins with uh, the horror of me being in the car with my mother and, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to assess her competence at age 90. And can I just mention, she's 97 now. Yes. She still drives. She just had her license renewed for about 10 years. So <sighs> stand back in Florida. Wow. Um, but it, it begins with the horror of trying to assess her driving ability. And then it goes into talking about how she really drove me through life. She really steered all of my life choices, literally steered me into doing my comic strip. She's when I decided uh, to express my independence, you know, by moving to California, 
Yeah. I expressed my independence by having mom next to me in the car, you know, yeah. nine inches away. She got me to California and got me all set up in a little apartment. And I talk about how, how you know, somewhere along the road, we just, uh, somewhere along the road of life, we just kind of changed positions where the position I'm in right now is we went from her being driving me, driving the driving force of my life, literally, to me kind of now... <laughs> trying to steer her yeah. in one direction off the road of life and trying to steer my daughter onto the road of life and how, you know, my, my role in life right now, I'm kind of in the passenger seat and it feels so powerful and so powerless at the same time. That's the feeling of it. It yeah. just feels like um, there's so much I want to and feel I should be doing for both of them. And it's, uh, makes me crazy that I can't do it. Yeah. And that I can't I can't fix it for everybody. Okay, but it's not a sad say, but <laughs> now that sounded so sad. No, there's it, it's real. What I loved about getting to write these essays is that, you know, there was only so much I could squash into the four boxes of a comic strip. And these essays, all of them gave me the freedom, the time and space to write more thoughtfully, with still with humor a lot of the time, but not not always. Yeah. You know, it's not all funny, but Somewhere mixed in with the angst is always the humor. That's just how life is. Well, talking about compressing things, uh, having to compress things into only four panels, where did the iconic ack? Everybody's got their own version of how to say ack, I'm sure. But I'm like, ack. I I have a friend. She and I, our entire friendship, will ack at each other. Uh, it, it is, it, we might as well be walking refrigerators with you slapped across us. And can I just say, you just said that perfectly. Yes! That's like exactly how it's... I feel it. I don't know. It's just how it feels. Isn't it does. It's just so, like what it feels like. Yeah. Where did you... Did that come from the fact that you couldn't say all of those beautiful things you just said and you had to compress them into one word? You know, like... So where did it come from? I don't know. It's just what... It's just... I just spilled what it felt like. It does. You just... You find yourself wanting to stand and scream at the world. I scream it. Yeah. You scream it. Uh. I love it. All right. I'm going to ask one last question. And that is... I have... Read that you have a happy shrine in your house, <laughs> and I was wondering I what is in the Kathy shrine. <laughs> the Kathy shrine is, represents my entire failed merchandising empire. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I thought, well, Kathy could be like Garfield. Why not? What yeah, the heck? you know. But um, it has. The Kathy cake pan, Kathy chopsticks, Kathy desk accessories, oh Kathy gosh. underwear, sleepwear, <laughs> sweatshirts, backpacks, totes, kitchen appliances, um, <laughs> aprons, kitchen uh, stuff, uh, all forms of uh, journals, photo albums, watches, jewelry, earrings, uh, hot pads, all kinds of, of course, paper products, <laughs> post-it notes, pads, Diaries, address books, if you can remember when people use those. Uh, or little uh, crochet kits, embroidery kits, oh. umbrella. Yeah. Um, wow. You should come shopping sometime. Yeah. I, to be honest, I, you had me at cake pan. I was like, if I could make a Kathy cake, that would be like, I would be all over that. Candy molds. There were candy oh. molds, too. Wow. That was good. Yeah. But is, were there any, I guess I have to ask, were there Kathy swimsuits? 
No, there were not Kathy beach towels. Cover up beach shelves. That's right. (laughs) Well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. Again, her new book is 50 Things That Aren't My Fault, Essays from the Grown-Up Years. Thank you so much for not only creating Kathy, which really is a part of so many of our lives, but also for this book. It is a real joy to read and incredibly touching and relatable, all rolled up in humor, which is exactly the best way to receive reality. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much. Good well put. Right. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. All right. Thank you for having me. You, were, you guys are a riot. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Dominated by Dude Bro Movie Podcasts. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? The podcast that dares to say that white dudes' opinions aren't the only opinions. If you have a movie pass, like, get a ticket to it to support Taraji, then go home. Ant-Man seems so unnecessary at this point. Ant-Man is like a ketchup packet too many. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. I wanted to see Wolverine kick ass and eat some popcorn and have a good time. Alonzo Duralde. Is this Andy Richter? Yeah! Oh my god! And April Wolf. I love wild things because we get to see Kevin Bacon's dick. (laughs) Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. James? I'm not gonna, I'm laughing at you. What? <laughs> and me too. Huh? Our podcast, Minority Corner Silly. Oh, the one where we talk about topics that cover the queer community, race, feminism, and good old pop culture? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. Oh, girl, we are so funny. <laughs> I was just thinking about something we did. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Are you listening to me or me? Me, me. Both. Minority Corner. Every Friday. Ack! Ack. Oh my God. That was exciting. That was very exciting. I am a fan of the Kathy. Ack is a really, it really is. great exclamation. Right? It yes. does take all of those, yes. all the insanity. Yep. And you can't let it all out. You can't, like, you know, we don't all have the time mm-hmm. to write it all down or make somebody look sweet. Ack! Mm-hmm. I love that. You know what also makes me want to act? <laughs> that is a mom having a breakdown. Okay, this is a mom having a breakdown or maybe a rant. I don't even know what it is. So my friends are all at the PTA meeting, which, of course, I am missing tonight. Um, and then they're going out for a leisurely, nightly, like, snowshoe expedition in the dark. And tomorrow morning they're getting up at 6 and going to hot yoga to celebrate somebody's birthday. And this past weekend there was a birthday get-together for two other members of the group. Um, and they had appetizers and homemade ice cream cake made by somebody who's, like, 11 months pregnant. And 
a custom Jeopardy game made by somebody who just came back from five-day cruise with their sister. And, like, I'm over here. I can't even get it together enough to put on something besides the same pants I've been wearing for three days and yelling at my kids and wondering how I ended up with these complaining, whining, ungrateful little people. And meanwhile, my friends are all, like, on multiple boards and driving their kids to 37 kinds of lessons, and they're all smiling all the way through it, and their makeup's always done. And I'm like, I'm I'm only wearing makeup because I've been wearing it for, like, a fucking month, and it's just still wearing off. Or maybe I'm just so tired that the dark circles, I'm just calling them, like, old mascara now, and that's just not even true. Fuck. All right, I feel better. Bye. Mm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This is a real place. Uh-huh. This really happens. Yeah. In the world. Mm-hmm. And what I think is kind of important is that I think you did such a good job calling it in yeah. and, and venting it here in the safe zone because you're still there. You like them. They're still your friends. This isn't some, I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't communicate that this yeah. is some group you're forced to be part of. Right. It's just a place that we can all find ourselves in yeah. with our groups yeah. or our circles where it feels like they got it together and we don't have it as much together. I am constantly like, is this really what I'm wearing outside today? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where I'm like, me too. is this really? I know. How okay? Am, am I, I okay? Am I okay? Yeah. Am yeah. I okay? I know. I'm, I just, I, re- I also relate to this so much. Yeah. It's, it's the, I often see friends and or just other people that I know in the world yeah. and wonder, like, why is it like that for them? Yeah. Like, why is my situation so different? Yeah. Like why, and Or maybe it's not, and that's just how it seems. Oh, it, it's usually but how it seems. It is usually yeah. how it seems. But, like, there are yeah, sure. people who are, I, whatever. It's the people, it's, it's like, it's like the, I got kids who I couldn't take to yeah, an outdoor movie. Exactly. They have kids they can take to an outdoor yeah. movie. Or they are just, yeah. they have the constitution yeah. to handle yeah. kids. And I, I don't have the, you it, know. It's like, we, everything yeah. we do takes a toll. Yes. And people there's a different toll on each person and everybody has a kind of a different load right yeah and it's kind of like this is just where you're at right now which is a place that is very familiar to me yeah i can tell you that (laughs) yes and i understand the like it's like resentment but you're not angry at them you're not begrudging them the fun that they're having but you're also just like what what? what? Why? What Why is, is it like witchcraft? that for them and <laughs> yeah. not for me? I really, I get that. Yeah. It's I, a confusing place to be. It is. And when you're tired and stretched too thin, yeah. it it really can highlight that. You're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned that while we can't commit to a lot of things... We have been able to commit to this show. Yeah, that's so true. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, really. Yes. I feel like all the other stuff that yeah. cannot stay normal for yeah. us, we this has become our, like, beacon yeah. of consistency and 
you know, something normal. Something to hold on to for dear life. That's right. <laughs> Don't let go of the touchstone. So so that's good. Yeah, that's, that's a, really good. That's really good. <laughs> we also learned from our guest, Kathy Guyswhite, and 50 Things That Aren't My Fault, that there are 50 things that aren't my fault. Oh, I, yeah. I really, to me, we could have stopped talking right after yeah. she went through that. Yep. This place of everything is our fault fault and our responsibility somehow yeah Yeah. again it goes back to the no one's asking who's asking you to run that race with that broken foot right we we don't have to be responsible for this i would think that there's like a drinking game where this wouldn't actually work very well but like where you go back and listen to the show and how many of the fails are actually things that are our fault yeah like pretty i would say Three percent, yeah, exactly. Are actually, our fault, right? And most of the time, those things are just things that happen. Like you forgot right. your wallet. Yeah, like, those are just kind of things that happen. Like, yeah, it's your fault that you forgot your wallet, but it's like it's the thing that happens when you have all this shit that you're dealing with that yeah. like something's gonna get forgotten. So like almost, but like so many that like even the one I did today, yeah. which really feels like a fail, but just like the way my life felt getting the flu with Jesse at the yeah. same time really felt like a fail. Yeah. But like that, none like of that your is actually my fault. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. One of the things I didn't talk about at the start was just that like over the years of doing the show, and I, I feel like it's a result of the show, some is like, I can't actually control everything yeah. and like yeah. my kids are going to come to the yeah. things that I worry about them coming to yeah. on their own yeah. you know that I can't yeah. like you know Ellis put on shorts for the first time I mean this is a kid who would never wear shorts it was uh-huh. like a horrible nightmare he's going to mm-hmm. wear pants in the hottest of summers <laughs> and I was always like Fuck it, fine. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I love shorts. And his little legs, they oh, were so cute. so cute. I was like, look at your kid. Yeah. I didn't have to make that happen. Right. It just, it just happened. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know if Katie Bell's going to figure shit yeah. out. You know, like, it's not my fault and it's not yeah. my responsibility other than providing yeah. like, a loving home. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. And, like, that's, yeah. But it, but we can say that all the time. Yeah, it doesn't and take like, it away. But that's why we need this show yeah. to like keep reminding ourselves. Like, Hammering it yeah. in. This show will end the day we actually say it, accept it, believe it, and live it. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. You are, guys. It you is are. not your fault. No, Whatever you're contemplating or it's keeping you up at 2 in the morning, it's not your fault. Yeah. Take our word for it. (laughs) I'm sure that'll make it go away. You're doing remarkable. It is a lot. And there's a lot of things that you guys are doing that goes unnoticed or feels like aren't important yet at the same time feel epically important. And we see you. And you know what? The people next to you probably see it too. So let's just remember to go out when you see something. Say something. Mm -hmm. When you see a parent out there doing something that you know you've been through and no one gave a shit about, you're doing a really good job there. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. That is hard. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that was hard. You did it. That was tricky. Yeah. And you navigated it. Teresa. Yeah. You are doing a good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.